Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. Father, we thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for an opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soul of our hearts, that we will be like trees, mighty oaks that are planted by the water, and that everything will be well with our souls, our minds, and our spirits. We thank you and we honor you for it all in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are into a new year and a new series. I think it's very good for us to start off this year talking about our focus. Because sometimes we can start off in one direction and if we don't maintain course correction, then we can get off course. So this series that we're going to start off the year with, which is going to be one of our hashtags for the entire year, is refocus. Excuse me. And our opening thought for today is that the writer of Hebrew describes our life with Christ like a race in which we must maintain our focus on Christ as the goal. And we're going to get into that. It's, this, is, this, is, this is almost uh, a very light message because it's it, not that many scriptures, but those, the scriptures that we're going to be talking about are very, very profound. And so as we look at this uh, set of scriptures, what we come up with is our subtitle for today. And our subtitle for today is Laser Focus on Christ. Laser Focus on Christ. Which then makes us look at our definitions. Our first definition, which is refocus, is to change emphasis or direction. To change emphasis or direction. The next word is laser. A laser is something resembling a laser beam in accuracy, speed, or intensity. And then our final word is race. Race is a set course or duration of time. If you do not know, uh, when I was coming up, I know you don't know this, but... Lasers were just something that you saw a lot of in sci-fi. And as time went on, we started realizing the potential of a laser. A laser is nothing more than a deeply condensed beam of light. Now... The denser that you can get that beam of light, the stronger is the force of that laser. So what we have to realize is when we're talking about having a laser focus is that our focus is pinpointed, intense in the direction in which we point it. 
I remember the TV show Star Trek, and they would they called them phasers, but they were lasers that they had to change the name because they wanted to make it sound sci-fi. And the ability of the person holding the phaser in Star Trek, they could set their phaser to kill or to stun. So that tells you that the intensity of the beam would change based upon the setting that it was on. I'm saying all this just to give you an idea because when we start talking about laser, we're talking about intense. Laser can cut through anything that is in existence depending on the intensity of the laser. So let's jump into this Hebrews the 12th chapter starting at the first verse and going a long distance to the second verse. Hebrews the 12th chapter Verse number one in the English Standard Version says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Father, we ask that your word will rest upon our hearts in Jesus' name. It, let's let's kind of really quickly jump into this and Thus, since it says, therefore, that means something was said previously that provides credence to what is now being said. He, uh, Hebrews, the 11th chapter, um, is called the gallery of faith. It looks at history and how history goes along and shows the faithfulness of various people showing different situations that they went through, showing how the conditions that they were in, showing how they trusted God in things and were now being immortalized because of the fact that they are now considered a steward of faith, a banner of faith. A person of faith. So after the Hebrew writer goes through that, he then says, not that all these folks are necessarily sitting in a coliseum in heaven and watching us, but because they have gone before us and have set the precedence for us to now know this is what they have done. He says, let us also lay aside every weight. Why? Because they had to lay aside weights. We have somebody that's done it. Let's follow in their footsteps and do what they have done. And let us lay aside every sin which clings so closely. You know, sin loves the flesh. And flesh loves sin. 
And that's why we have to crucify it daily. We have to bring it down daily because it loves sin so much. Now, I know you're saying I don't love sin, and that just shows how much you do. But anyway, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now, we already said that race is a, the definition of race is a set course or a duration of time. So while we have this race that we have to run, as we have this time that we have to run, let us do it with endurance. There is a such thing as long distance racing. Now, long distance racing does not use the same uh, use the same amount of energy at the same time as a short distance race. A long distance runner runs at a pace in order for them to conserve energy but simultaneously continue to move toward the prize or the goal. A short distance runner but blur, moves as quickly as they possibly can at an uh, accelerated pace to get to their goal. But there is a level of endurance that you have to go through either way. That you have to remain focused on the prize. And as he has, Hebrew writer has set this up, he then says, in verse number two, he says, well, let's look at Jesus. Because, why? Because we all have these witnesses of faith, right? We all have these people that we can refer back to, but he is the founder. That means he set the precedence for faith. And not only did he set the precedence, he showed how to perfectly execute faith in the human body. And then after it says that it establishes Jesus' credentials, it says... For the joy that was set before him, the result that was set before him was joy. And in that joy, he was able to endure the cross. He was able to endure the shame. He was able to, to endure the persecution. He was able to endure the beating. He was able because he stayed focused on the joy that was set before him. Look at the word. If we look at chapter number, uh, I mean, verse number two, one, it says, endure the race that is set before him. And then it says in chapter two, set before him, endure the cross. Endurance. Having the strength, having the pace, not worrying about how fast everybody or how slow everybody else is going. But like the little girl in the back seat says, worry about yourself. I'm concerned about what I'm doing to make the pace, to make the race that God has set before me. 
And as I'm running this race, as I'm setting this pace, as I'm doing these things, there are going to be obstacles that come up in my way. There's going to be situations that try to pull me aside. There's going to be, uh, uh, what's that, the one, the steeplechase where you jump up on stuff and jump down into stuff and move around stuff and hurdle over stuff. You're going through all these different things as you're running because that is part of the contest. But if I stay focused on my goal, my goal is to be conformed to the image of Christ, that I will walk as Christ walked, as I will live as Christ has lived, that I will just maintain not no general focus, not just a deep focus, but a laser focus, an intense focus on Christ. Why do I need to maintain an intense focus, a laser focus on Christ? Why? Because there are so many things today that are pulling on us, that are trying to cause us to lose hope, to lose. Have you ever seen little kids running at a track meet? I have. <laughs> and they look so cute running. But as you get into the longer distances, you'll see a little kid out there running. He just stopped. And he just started walking. I seen one time, little, it was supposed to be one lap around the track. The, the kid got tired and said, I ain't. he stopped running and started walking across the field. He was like, I don't even care. Why? Because sometimes it can seem overwhelming what we're going through. It can feel like... I'm too tired to do this. All the other folks are leaving me. I can't believe this is going. I can't believe this is happening to me. And what we have to realize is that our goal is not to be like anybody else, but to conform to the image of Christ. And what was Jesus focused on? Let's focus on what Jesus was focused on. He was focused on the joy of being back to the right seat of the Father. Hmm. He went through the pain. He went through the, the cross. He went through the folks even on the cross. They couldn't leave him alone. They talked bad about him even hanging on the cross. Said you can save everybody else. How come you can't save yourself? But because he stayed laser focused on the joy that was set before him. He endured it all. And at the end, he rise, raises up with all power, not just some. He raises up with all the power because he maintained his intense focus, his laser focus. It is an intense focus that nothing could pull him aside. And so we want to grab hold of that same mindset. We want to have a mindset that is intensely focused on Christ. Yes. The reason we came up with laser focused on Christ is because we have taken the name Jesus and just kind of threw it everywhere. And kind of made it like Christian is just this 
this nomenclature that we say, but when we say Christ, we are talking about the Messiah, the one that has come to redeem the world, the one that has been anointed, selected in order to redeem man back to his position in the kingdom. So if we stay focused on the, the anointed one, the one who went through everything that we've gone through but did it without sin, as we Focus our mind on Christ, the one who came and has set the perfect, uh, perfect uh, a direction for us to follow. We will be victorious. Amen. Jesus has become such a common thing that is said today that even when folks drop things on their foot, they say Jesus. Almost as if they, instead of saying a cuss word, I'm going to just say Jesus. And they don't mean for healing. They just mean because I really want to say a cuss word. Amen. We have taken the name Jesus and made it into such a familiar thing that it has lost its potentiality in our life. But when somebody says Christ, it causes hands to turn. And so... We want our laser focus to be on the anointing that destroys yokes. We want our laser focus on the anointing that causes us to rise up and be, be victorious. We want to focus our eyes, our minds, our souls, our spirit on Jesus, the anointed one of God. Why is that? Why should we do that? Because he has set the way. He has cut the path. And the thing is, the Bible even tells us that narrow is the way. Narrow is the path that he traveled. There's a lot of people acting like they want to travel it, but when it starts getting rough, when it starts getting tough, when it starts getting uh, difficult, they rock, run across the track field and try to get to the finish line ahead of everybody else. But part of the experience is the journey. As you're going through the journey and you're going through, when you receive the reward, you know that the things that you have done, that you're worthy of the reward. That you put in the time, that you put in the focus, that you've done the things that are necessary to achieve that accomplishment. There was a song that said, I got shoes. You got shoes. All God's children got shoes. And when we get to heaven, we're going to put on our shoes. We're going to walk all over God's heaven, right? Well, some folks act like they got on shoes. They know how to look like they got on shoes. But when they run the race, you realize they running barefoot. That they look like it. They may sound like it, but they're not laser focused on the joy. They're not laser focused on the anointing. They're not laser focused on the Christ. They're not laser focused on living a life that reflects him. Some of us have 
come to the point where we have actually thought that we control Jesus. We have come to the mindset that he's like an ATM and all I got to say at the end of my request is in Jesus name. And he becomes my ATM. Whatever I want, I get. But that's not how the kingdom works. I'm, I'm, I'm so wrapped around this fact that the kingdom of heaven compared to the kingdom of earth is, is, is considered a great paradox. Because if you want to be the greatest, you overcome everybody. You, you take victory over everybody. You put everybody down. You force your way up the ladder. That's how the world wants you to do. But if you want to do it with the kingdom mindset, yeah. you become the servant of everybody. You yeah. elevate everybody. You assist everybody. You help everybody. And then you are considered the greatest in heaven. It's a paradox. How are you going to be the greatest if you're the lowest? Because it's the paradox. The things in heaven are not like the things on earth. That's why the anointed one had to come from his position in glory and stand before us to be an example to us so that he can help us to see that narrow is the gate that leads to salvation. Not Broadway. Not the Broadway. If everybody's doing it, then you might be doing something a little bit wrong because this situation is a paradoxical situation where when you want to be the highest that means you get and make yourself the lowest the paradox of the kingdom yes I want you to laser focus on the paradox when you think that you need to overcome somebody that must mean that you need to humble yourself and listen to the voice of God God says if you humble Yourself that he will elevate you. He will position you. He will advance you in his timing. We have to look at how we are looking. We have to review how we are seeing. We have to think about what we're looking at because there can be adverse effects if we just look but we're not looking we can have adverse effect because it can just become so common to us that we begin to say I wonder what's happening over here or over there but having a laser Focus on Christ means that it's intense. It means if somebody tries to stand in between you, they get burnt. They get cut. They feel that they are in the way. Why? Because I'm not going to let anything separate me from the love of God. You can be the biggest guy, you can be the biggest angel, but I get to make the decision whether I want to be separated from 
the love of God. You can take me all the way up to the top of the Milky Way, the highest height. You can take me down to the lowest low, and I get to decide whether I want to be separated from the love of God. But if my focus is not correct, guess what? I'm going to miss it because I'm not looking right. Laser focused on Christ. We want to be able to pull up from ourselves this ability to concentrate be intense, which means that we also have to be deliberate. We have to, with intention, see Jesus operating in the world. There used to, there was a youth group a long time ago that started off, and it became a nationwide, a worldwide phenomenon. They wore these bracelets on their arms that said, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And like anything else, when it initially starts, it has this good intention. But when you start allowing folks that, have, that love walking on the Broadway to get involved, they start taking it into directions that it was not intended. That's why we have to be laser focused on Christ. I remember when our kids were, would ask us, could they do things? And we would say... Other people can. Penders can. Why? Because that's not our standard. Our standard is to do it this way. And we have to have that same type of mentality. What may be good for that person may be the very thing that God says, not you. But God, I don't see no sin in it. Son, if I tell you you can't do it, you can't do it. Well, I don't think it's fair. I didn't ask about fairness. I shouldn't have had to come down, and I shouldn't have had to sacrifice myself being separated from the Father. But I did, so now you do. You have to separate yourself. Some things may be all right. They may be okay. For them. But when you got a laser focus, everybody else be like, man, I'm going to just stop over here and do this for a while. But if you got that laser focus, you'll be like, well, I can't stop just yet because I need, I need to reach the goal. Right. If you're an athlete, and you want to be the best athlete you can be, you have to do things that other people don't want to do. You have to do things that other people think they want to do. And then you have to do things or not do things that people want to do. When you're training, you don't, you don't stay up all times of night eating all kinds of stuff. You are focused on taking care of your body because you know that you have to perform. That's why I have hardly seen during a football game anybody in the stands that look like they could go out on that football field and play. Why? Because they have not put the work in. 
They have not done the things in order to be on that football field. But they'll make they'll, they'll say our team. They, they, they'll be on the team, but they didn't put the work in. There's a lot of people that are saying I'm a Christian, that I follow Jesus, but they ain't on the field because they ain't putting the work in. They might not even be in the right stadium sometimes. They watching the two other teams that ain't even their teams play, but they say that's all right, I just want to watch football. But see, if you're going to have that laser focus, you're going to be all about the things that your focus is on. So in that same manner, we as the followers of Jesus Christ are athletes who are competing in the arena of life. We can walk through the hallways of the stadium and see pictures of those that have gone before us and see their achievements and their accomplishments as motivation for when we get out there to compete. But they've done theirs. They got their awards. And I cannot stand under Abraham's uh, a plaque on the wall and say, I'm going to get the same thing Abraham got. What? No, because you got to go through what Abraham went through in order to get what Abraham got. There are so many people today that, that want what some people that have a, a level of success have, but they don't want to go through what they had to go through in order to Get it. I heard one preacher say he went to, a, 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 a younger preacher invited him to preach at his church. And the preacher said, hey, sir, do you uh, know what message you're going to preach tonight? He said, well, I'm thinking about doing such and such. He said, oh, I already preached that one. He said, well, okay, well, all right, well, now I'm going to do this. He said, oh, so, yes, sir, I already preached that one too. So he said, uh. Said he said one morning, he said, Oh, yes, sir, I preached that one too. He said, I hope you go through all the things I had to go through in order to get them messages. Why? Because we all want the easy way. We all want the, 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 the uh, I just want to tell you about it without me having to go through it. Why? Because going through is painful, going through is hurtful. But as we are focused as a laser on Christ, the things that come against you just become bumps. They, they may, but because you keep your focus, it doesn't knock you off course. It allows you to achieve what God has set forward for you to achieve. So we wanted to start off this year by saying, hey, if you need to adjust your focus, Adjust it. If you don't think you need to adjust your focus, you probably do. If you have adjusted your focus, check it one more time. Why? Because every time you move, there is something that's battering against you trying to knock you off course. A friend of mine who's in the Navy talks about the helmsman. The helmsman is the one that directs the ship. He's the one that has the wheel. And they have a compass in front of them, and the captain will say, go on heading 360. And they'll lock in on 360, and they're going along, and it doesn't feel like nothing's happening. But the captain sometimes will feel something ain't right, and he'll say, helmsman, 
Check your bearing. He looked down, and he'll see how he's going one or two degrees off, and he has to get back on course. So we got to check. We got to make sure our laser is focused in the right in the right direction. We have to ensure that our laser is focused on Christ and Him alone. There's a lot of things that's going to pop up. There's wars that are going on. There's inflation that's going. There's money that's all these things. But focus your eyes on Him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. Before his presence with exceeding joy to the only wise God. Why? Because it's in him that we live and we move and we have our existence. Yes. Man, oh man. I done got excited. I ain't even hit my notes yet. And this has been, this, this mindset has to be so intense that folks will look at what you're looking at. Have you ever seen the time when somebody will be outside and they just looking up? Do it one time. When there's a bunch of folks walking around and just look up, and next thing you know, folks will be standing beside you trying to look and see what you're looking at. Why? Because you're doing something different. And so they'll be like, well, what we looking at? And the person said, oh, I got a crick in my neck from sleeping last night. Y'all catch that in the morning when y'all wake up. <laughs> so sometimes we just have to make sure that we're focused on Christ and him alone. Amen? Amen. 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 Our opening thought was this. That the writer of Hebrews describes our life with Christ like a race in which we must maintain our focus on Christ as the goal. Our final thought is this. In all things, I will keep my focus on Christ, on Jesus. I will keep my focus on all things. I will keep my focus on Jesus. In all things, I will keep my focus on Jesus. In all things, I will keep my focus on Jesus. Amen. This is the start of a brand new year, and it would be very delightful if you that did not have a relationship with Jesus established that relationship. That he will cause you to see things in a different light and cause you to go in a different direction, cause your focus to change. And you can have that laser focus on all that he is conforming you to become and to be. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he desires for that to be your portion, your gift. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified, and with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. Your heart has to have a change, meaning that I am willing to go in a new direction because I want to follow Christ. The Bible also says everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
And this is what we want for you. We want you to have Jesus as the head of your life. Not only as your Savior, but also as your Lord, the one that rules and helps you to become all that he has created for you to be. Now, the thing about this is, this is not an individual sport. This is not an individual thing. This is actually a team sport. We want to come alongside you and assist you along this journey. And if you made that, the, uh, you made that decision today, we want you to contact us, either by email or text, and let us know your decision. And we want to come alongside you and assist you, no matter where you are in the world. Our email is info at godshousecc.com. And our text is 864-920-0100. Let us know, and we will come alongside you and assist you on this newfound journey. Amen? Amen. Well, friends and family, episode number one of our series, Refocus, is in the books. Laser focused on Christ. Turn up the intensity. Turn up the, the duration. Turn up the power and focus on Christ and him alone. Amen. And he will show you great and mighty things. Episode number two is next week. Join us. Be here with us at 642 Fairview Road, Simpsonville, South Carolina, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we're going to come in here and bless the name of the Lord. And until next week, God's blessings be upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.